Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The lights are out. The game is over. But we're just getting started. He got it! It's time for Warriors Wrap-Up on the Bay Area's sports station, 95.7. The game. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to Warriors Wrap-Up, presented by Arlo Smart Home Security. And I got to tell you what, these last two ball games have both exceeded my expectations. Without Steph Curry, without Klay Thompson, without Kevin Durant, the Golden State Warriors have managed to keep it very interesting. They've played two very entertaining games in the past two nights, and tonight they came out with a victory over the Phoenix Suns, 124-109, to and a couple stories emerging from tonight's ball game. One, of course, point guard Quinn Cook, and then also Kavon Looney, who played very well for the Warriors, both of whom are getting playing time, a substantial amount of playing time, that is, because of all the injuries to Warrior players. You want to jump in? All you. 888-957-9570 is the number if you want to talk some Golden State Warriors basketball. The PenskeAutoSales.com text line always up and running. 95795. Quinn Cook, another career high tonight. That's two nights in a row. Quinn Cook tonight, 28 points on 11 for 17 shooting, and I'm just going to cut right to the chase with him. How do you keep him off the playoff roster? I mean, he is absolutely shoehorning himself onto this team, you would figure. Now, he's a two-way player who goes back and forth between the Santa Cruz Warriors and the Golden State Warriors. And so if the Golden State Warriors want him on the playoff roster, they're essentially going to have to sign him to a contract. And if they do that, then they're going to have to waive somebody. So the question is, will that happen? It's definitely a situation that Bob Myers and Joe Lacob probably don't want to deal with right now. And you can't blame them because they don't have to deal with it right now. The Warriors still have three or four weeks to go in the regular season. And so this decision won't have to be made until April 13th, which is a day before, I believe, the playoffs start on that Friday. But listen, Quinn Cook is showing that he is an NBA player. He played with the Pelicans last year, and this year he has... Been back and forth, like I said, between Golden State and between Santa Cruz. And the question is, do the Warriors need another point guard more than they need, let's say, another wing player? And I think this could come down to Bob Myers deciding, do I need Quinn Cook in the postseason or do I need Omri Caspi in the postseason? And I think there's a case to be made for both players, but I think it's a decision that 
the Warriors perhaps didn't think they were going to have to make, they probably didn't even cross their mind. And now, the way Quinn Cook is playing, I think the Warriors brass has to be thinking, hey, maybe we got to get this team on, uh, rather get this guy on the team for the postseason. You're listening to 95.7 The Game, KGMZFM in HD1 San Francisco. You're also listening to the Warriors wrap-up show. The Golden State Warriors 124, the Phoenix Suns 109. You can jump in on the phone lines, 888-957-9570. And again, the PenskeAutoSales.com text line, 95795. It was a ball game tonight that got off to a slow start. And as you would figure, there wasn't a lot of urgency for either team, really. At least that's the way it felt. But the Warriors have a player by the name of Draymond Green. And Draymond Green doesn't allow his teammates to mail it in too often. And the Warriors had broken down a few times in that first half defensively. And we saw Draymond Green play the role that he often plays. And that is the emotional leader of this team. And you could tell he was getting a little upset at the nonchalance that was going on with his teammates. And the next thing you know... He starts getting everybody involved, and by the third quarter, even though the Warriors don't have Clay Thompson, Steph Curry, Kevin Durant, they had one of those third quarters that they had after the All-Star break where they simply dominated teams. The Warriors outscored Phoenix 42-25 to in that third quarter to take control of the game, and Quinn Cook had 16 of his 28 in that third quarter. So the Golden State Warriors, they win a game that, look, some people might say it doesn't matter. Some people might say, look, this team is is locked into the second spot. They're just trying to get healthy. And in essence, these are practice games for some of the substitute players, some of the role players. And... I can kind of buy that school of thought. The Warriors are, in essence, locked into the number two spot. It doesn't seem like they're going to have enough to catch the Houston Rockets. And it's improbable that the Portland Trailblazers are going to leapfrog them uh, to get into the second spot. So the Warriors are looking at being the number two seed in the Western Conference, and they're going to wait to see who they play. And it's probably going to take a while to figure out who they play. And hell, we might not know until the last game of the regular season who the Warriors' first-round opponent will be. But you can also look at it another way. And the other way would be now is a perfect time to get Kevon Looney plenty of playing time, Jordan Bell plenty of playing time, Nick Young plenty of playing time, Quinn Cook, plenty of playing time. Because when you give those guys big minutes at this point of the season, it gives them confidence. You cannot tell me that Kevon Looney isn't a confident player right now. I'd say he's probably as confident as he has been as a Golden State Warrior. And one thing we're going to probably be discussing uh, moving forward Maybe not tonight, maybe a little bit tonight. 
is the fact that Kevon Looney is now an unrestricted free agent at the end of the season. And when the Warriors didn't pick up his option for next year, nobody really thought too much about it because Kevon Looney hadn't really contributed. Heck, there were whispers before the season began and at the early stages of this season where people thought Looney was probably playing for his job. And instead, he's turned into a pretty reliable 10th man or so. And I think he's also turning into a player that Steve Kerr won't be afraid to use in the postseason. He's kind of a perfect postseason player for a ninth or 10th man. Why? Doesn't make a lot of mistakes. Doesn't take bad shots. Solid defensively. Very good rebounder. And you saw what he can do tonight in terms of blocking shots. Looney with six block shots tonight. It's one thing to have six block shots. It's another thing to have six block shots in only 24 minutes. So Kevon Looney may have played his best game as a Warrior tonight. Quinn Cook certainly played his best game as a Warrior tonight. And while we're doling out the compliments, let's throw one Nick Young's way. Nick Young with 20 points in 42 minutes, and he was a team-high plus 29. So the Warriors got terrific contributions from their role players, and their mainstays also chipped in. Draymond Green finished with 25 points. By the way, 25 points for Draymond Green. You know when the last time Draymond Green scored 25 points or more in a game? You know what? I'm not going to tell you. I'm not going to tell you right now the game. You can text me if you want. Text me. Put your name on it. I'll give you credit for it. The PenskeAutosales.com text line. 95795. Say like Harry from Walnut Creek thinks it was this game. And then if you're right, I'll say, look at Harry from Walnut Creek. He's really a smart warrior fan. But I'm not going to tell you just right now. But The bottom line is Draymond Green was very, very good tonight. He finished with 25 points, 11 rebounds, 8 assists, and uh, chipped in with a steal to go along with it. So, all in all, a fun night for the Warriors. And, And again, the one thing that I thought was was fun was that you go into a game like tonight, and I was talking to John Dickinson, who's going to be joining us in about 20 minutes. He's in Phoenix, and uh, he'll be giving us a report probably at the bottom of the hour or near the bottom of the hour. And we were just talking about, oof, tonight's game could be brutal. It could be one of those games that maybe is one of the worst of the year. There's nothing at stake. Buckle up. It's not going to be what we hope, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And by and large, it turned out to be a pretty fun game. It absolutely turned out to be a pretty fun game. And let's go to Oh, we got we got we got the Butcher Boy, game seven of the NBA Finals. I need you more specific. Dre game seven, Dre game seven, but Matt from Union City is the first one to do it precisely by saying game seven in 2016. Although I guess if you say game seven. It's got to be 2016, right? Because none of the Warrior Championships were won in seven games, if I'm not mistaken. 
The one in 75 was, was a sweep. The one in 2015 was, I want to say, five or six. I can't even remember. It's been so long. And so there it is. So Draymond Green with his best offensive game since Game 7 of the NBA Finals in 2016. 888-957-9570 is the number. Let's start taking some calls. Let's go out and hear from the fans. And when we do that, it's brought to you by Nations. Giant hamburgers. Keep it real. Make it Nations. Let's go to Gene in Oakland. Gene will probably not be talking about JaVale McGee tonight. What's going on, Gene? Uh, <laughs> Stanley, that was, that was kind of cold, but anyways... <laughs> But I do want to talk about uh, what you've already started to cover, uh, two guys, uh, Quinn Cook and Kavon Looney. That uh, First of all, Quinn, um, you know, I think they absolutely should keep him and, uh, and let uh, Caspery go. Uh, they need him a lot more. Caspery has been up and down. Um, he's less valuable as a wing player than Cook is. Cook is proven himself to be an NBA uh, scorer. He replicates uh, Curry as much as anybody, and I think they need something, someone like that. He can play the point, or he can even play shooting guard with Livingston at the point. I mean, he's, yeah. he's more flexible. Good point. Uh, far, far more valuable, I, I think, than, than Caspi. I, to me, that's a no-brainer. I think they've got to keep this kid. He's reminding me a little bit of uh, Isaiah Thomas, only he's bigger and a better defender than than Thomas, so probably a better teammate, as, also from everything we've heard. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, so and Looney, I mean, I, I was pitching for him to be a starter uh, and, to, and to take some of Pachulia's minutes uh, a, a while ago. I really think that he's going to be a much better matchup, particularly in the playoffs, than than Pachulia against some of these these um, younger, bigger, more athletic uh, uh, players on these on these other teams. So. Uh, I really want to see them um, uh, use him more, too. So that's that's what I got. Yeah, no, uh, thanks for the call, Gene. As always, appreciate it. And, Gene, you know I wouldn't I wouldn't kid with you unless I liked you and unless you were one of my favorite callers. So, And I know you love JaVale. And JaVale, you know, I don't think JaVale did much tonight. I can't even – he only played three minutes. Okay, he, he didn't start. Okay, so he had a turnover. Big deal. You know, people think that I'm hard-headed. And that I don't give in. But, you know, Gene has been persistent as it pertains to JaVale McGee. And you know what? JaVale McGee has delivered the last two or three weeks. Where he fits exactly, I don't know. I, I The thing about JaVale McGee is I, I know people want to play him a little bit more and more and more. But I think you have to kind of put JaVale into a game or start him and really kind of measure how he's playing. Uh, I, I I think if you have to go into a game flat out counting on JaVale McGee, you're, you're going to get disappointed. But if you think of JaVale McGee as, as gravy, kind of, or as a player who when he gives you something positive, it's just a big bonus, uh, then I think you look at him a different way. But JaVale McGee, not really the story of tonight's game, obviously. Quinn Cook was, and and Gene brought up the point, and it seems pretty obvious that if the Warriors want to keep Quinn Cook and have him be a part of their playoff run, 
obviously somebody's going to have to go, and it would seem like the logical person would be Caspi to be replaced. I mean, I can't think of anybody else they would they would get rid of for Quinn Cook. You can't you can't say goodbye to Damian Jones. You have to give him uh, another year to develop. And so the reality is we're really only talking about Caspi. So now I ask myself, okay, it's coming down to Caspi. It's coming down to Quinn Cook. Who do I keep? Well, I'm trying to think of a scenario in which something would come up and you'd say, you got to have Caspi there rather than, than Nick Young. I'm not Nick Young. I'm sorry, Quinn Cook. But the, but the Warriors, I mean, yeah, if they lose three wing players, well, clearly they're going to they're gonna need Caspi. But I think that's unrealistic. I think, I think it's more realistic that the Warriors might be in a situation where they're protecting a lead in the fourth quarter and they're playing with their small lineup, but maybe somebody's in foul trouble. But you have Quinn Cook on the floor because he's a point guard one. He's pretty smart. He makes solid decisions. He's going to make his foul shots. And that's kind of where I think Quinn Cook could come in. And I also think now, and I don't know if the Warriors have this kind of player. I think they thought they had it in Nick Young. And Nick Young can certainly give it to him at times, and he has this year. But let's be honest, Nick Young has not come in off the bench and lit it up as much as we thought he would this year. I think we can all agree we thought he would come in and light it up more than he has. Okay, I'm not criticizing Nick Young. What I'm saying is, if you keep Quinn Cook on this team, that gives you another player now who's capable of coming off the bench and scoring. The one thing the Warriors don't have a lot of on the bench is scoring outside of Nick Young. Iguodala's not a scorer. He's a stabilizer. Livingston scores a little bit, but he's certainly not someone who goes after his shot and somebody who's ultra-aggressive at the offensive end. Jordan Bell is kind of a jack-of-all-trades. Not really a great offensive player yet. David West, okay. David West, more of an offensive player than any of those guys I mentioned. But Quinn Cook's got some explosiveness, and he's got the ability to hit three-point shots. And that fits right into what the Warriors try to do and the way the Warriors try to play. So I, I'm, I don't see, I don't know, I don't see how you can keep him off the, the playoff roster at this point. Now it's going to mean that they're going to have to say goodbye to Caspi, but I think it's something you may have to seriously think of doing. The, the only reason I could see Steve Kerr not doing it is if he knows that everybody's going to be 100% come playoff time and he feels comfortable with Curry at point, Livingston backing him up, Iguodala can do it if he has to go there, and even Draymond Green can do it at times. But I really think at this point the, the only reason maybe you don't in, – you don't want Quinn Cook on the playoff rosters because you just don't want to make a personnel move right at the end of the season. And I don't know that Caspi 
exiting this team late would would cause chemistry issues. I don't think it would, but I mean, there's just something to be said for a player who's been on the roster all season long, uh, and and he's he's come to post when he can. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens there. But uh, but again, Quinn Cook is making the kind of case for himself that uh, is going to be hard to keep him off this team once the playoffs start. 888-957-9570 is the number. The PenskeAutoSales.com text line is 95795. And uh, let's see what we got here. Mr. Steiny, some of the some say that Coach Kerr, some on the game are saying that Coach Kerr is resting players on very minor injuries uh, to prepare for the playoffs. Do you buy into that? They could play now, but rest is more valuable. I think they could play now, but I don't think they'd be a hundred percent now. And so, if that's the case, then why do you you play them right now? I think if if the playoffs started tomorrow, they would probably play. But with that said, with that said, I don't think any of those three players would be a hundred percent if the playoffs were to start tomorrow. So I I feel like I get exactly what the Warriors are doing, what Steve Kerr wants to do. And the one thing that I've noticed over the last two or three days when Steve Kerr's asked about these things, He's not worried about it. I mean, you can tell he he thinks that they're going to have everybody back in time for the playoffs. Now, I once said, well, of course he's going to say that. He's not going to say, boy, we're in trouble. These guys might be hurt, and we're going to go into the playoffs under man. I get that he's not going to he's not going to go say that. Steve Kerr isn't, but he's very calm. He's absolutely very calm about all this. So I think it's good news for the Warriors. I really do. I think they're making the best of a of a tricky situation. And I think they're going to go into the playoffs as healthy as they can possibly be. And that's all you want. And if the Warriors are healthy, they can get it done from the number two spot. I think we can all agree, agree on that. Now, Houston's playing well. Houston's a good team. But... I'll take my chances with the Warriors, even if they have to go down to Houston for the first two games. Because the pressure, I do believe, will be on Houston in that case. But let's not get ahead of ourselves talking about the Western Conference Finals. I shouldn't say let's. I'm the only one getting ahead of anything. You guys aren't getting ahead of anything. I'm the one talking, right? But if the playoffs were to start today, I was looking at this, and we're going to be able to play this game day in and day out for the next three weeks. But if the playoffs were to start today, Warriors would open with the San Antonio Spurs, who are in seven, who are in the seventh spot right now, and the Pelicans are in the number eight spot. The Denver Nuggets. I thought the Denver Nuggets were going to make the playoffs, but I think they are in big, big trouble. They lost tonight at Memphis. Memphis had lost 19 straight games. They lost... In Memphis tonight, which drops them to 10th, they're now a game and a half back of the New Orleans Pelicans, who are in 8th. But it gets worse than that. It gets much worse than that. The Denver Nuggets tonight started a seven-game road trip. 
They played game one of a seven-game road trip tonight in Memphis. They got beat. They have six straight road games facing them. That's going to be tough handwriting on the wall to erase if you're the Denver Nuggets. And then you look at the ninth team. It's the Los Angeles Clippers. They're 37-31. and They're also a game and a half back of the New Orleans Pelicans. And I'm starting to think maybe... Those are the two teams that aren't going to make the postseason, the Clippers and the Denver Nuggets. Denver's given the Warriors a little bit of trouble over the past couple years. The Warriors, I don't think, would have any problem with the Los Angeles Clippers. So what I'm getting at is the teams that are going to make the playoffs are by and large teams that We'll give the Warriors more competition, if you know what I mean. I mean, I think if you Minnesota right now is what are they? They're sixth. You know, they get Jimmy Butler back. They're going to be a good team heading into the playoffs. We're all waiting to see what's going to happen with Kawhi Leonard. I mean, we're down to twelve games for the San Antonio Spurs. And earlier today on on the NBA this week, we were talking to Jabari Young of the San Antonio. Uh, Express News, and he thinks there may be a point where Greg Popovich just says, you know what, it's too late in the season. Kawhi, why don't you just shut it down for the rest of the way and and give yourself almost a full year off. So we're going to see. But I know that the the Spurs are going to be a dangerous team if they they limp into the playoffs in seventh or eighth position, but then they do get – Kawhi Leonard back. That's not going to be good for any of their first-round opponents, but it could just as easily be the Houston Rockets as it could be the Golden State Warriors. 888-957-9570 is the number. The PenskeAutoSales.com text line 95795. We'll be right back with more Warriors Wrap-Up presented by Arlo Smart Home Security. Listening to Warriors Wrap Up on 95.7 The Game. Matt Steinmetz along with you. After the Golden State Warriors defeated the Phoenix Suns tonight, 124 to 109, they raised their record to 53 and 17. It's time for the play of the game, brought to you by American Express, proud partners of the Golden State Warriors. Iguodala, bounce pass, pick and roll. Looney flies in and slams it down. Come on, Looney, throwing it high down hard. New career high with 13 points, and he's an elevation sensation. Looney? Looney's an elevation sensation? Boy, we're stretching that. We're stretching that a little bit. I don't really consider Looney a high riser, but he threw that one down. Matt Steinmetz along with you after the Warriors beat the Suns tonight. By the way, happy St. Patrick's Day to everybody. St. Patrick's Day, of course, on Mount Amateur Night more in the parting world. New Year's Eve, St. Patrick's Day, Halloween, and anybody's 21st birthday party. Let's go out to Phoenix where we got our main man, John Dickinson, who was in the house tonight. 
what is it, Walking, Talking Stick, Resort Arena? I, I, you know, it used to be America West. What's up, John? How you doing, man? Yeah, it used to be America West. It used to be, what, U.S. Airways Arena, and now Talking Stick Resort Arena, the Talking Stick Resort out in Scottsdale uh, by where the Diamondbacks and the Colorado Rockies have their spring training facility. Wait a minute. It's, it's still the one downtown, right? It's the same arena, but the right. actual Talking Stick Resort oh, Hotel gotcha, Casino, okay, gotcha. which is which is what is named after, okay. is out in Scottsdale, right by the the beautiful facility where the Diamondbacks and the Rockies share uh, for their spring training facility. It's kind of out in the distance. It gets all lit up at night. It's it's really a it's really a sight down here in the valley. What were your impressions of tonight's ball game, JD? I was telling before you joined uh, joined us. I was telling our listeners, you know, we that you and I were kind of talking about how not the kind of game you really look forward to, but you know what? It turned out to be pretty pretty fun, and and that's two nights in a row where I really think the Warriors uh, gave the fans their money's worth, even though their star players weren't involved in the game. Yeah, it, once they got rolling there in the third quarter, I mean, it, the Warriors looked flat. They looked disinterested in playing defense for the most part in the first half. It was like a pickup game, you know, with a bunch of bench players, I, I thought, in the first half. But in, in the second half, and Phoenix played very well. They they deserve credit. They hit a lot of three-pointers in the first half. Josh Jackson really got rolling in the game. But to me, it was the third quarter and it was Quinn Cook's third quarter uh, in particular uh, scoring the basketball. And it was Draymond Green, though, I think, setting the tone. And Quinn Cook was 16 points in that third quarter. But Draymond Green setting the tone with his leadership, his defense, his ball movement. I mean, he was just visibly directing traffic on both ends of the floor, offensively and defensively. And I think he set a tone that really keyed that 42-point quarter, which which turned the game around and, and put the Warriors in a position where they could they could almost cruise. It, it felt a lot like a normal Warriors game when they have everybody tonight. Flip that switch in the third and carry it home to victory. Yeah, AJD, stick around. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna take a call here because it's it, it's Greg in San Francisco, and he's gonna bring up something that I then want to get into you uh, with after this. What's up, Greg? How you doing, man? Greg there? Hey, Greg, what's up? Greg, how you doing, man? All right, can't find Greg. Anyway, what Greg was – here's here's what I'm looking at on the text line, uh, J.D., as it relates to Quinn Cook. Somebody wants to know, is it possible that, that Quinn Cook could be on the playoff roster instead of Caspi? And then there's actually somebody from the 310 saying, could you see a scenario in which they cut McGee for Cook? And then I even have one from Rich that says, we need to keep Cook. How about releasing McCaw? And then Greg was going to bring up how he thought Omri Caspi is valuable and should be kept on the team. I mean, if, if the Warriors want to, have Quinn Cook on the playoff roster, they're going to have to sign him and then they're going to have to release somebody. And do we know anything on on what their thinking is about this? Because I didn't think it was going to be a decision, but, but maybe it's something that they got to think about now. 
Yeah, I, I think you're right, Matt. I mean, he's forcing their hand, and, and Draymond Green said it after the ball game. He said he believes that Quinn Cook is forcing the Warriors' hand to add him to that playoff roster. Career highs in back-to-back games, and I think the Warriors, just from kind of reading the room and the things that Steve Kerr and Bob Myers have said when they've been asked about this issue, Matt, it, it, I get the impression they really don't want to waive anybody to add Quinn Cook to the roster. And it's not a slight on Quinn Cook. I just think they like all of the guys they have and feel when they're full strength, Quinn Cook is the one guy that is the expendable guy as the two-way player uh, and a guy that, that wasn't guaranteed to be on the team you know, throughout the year. So I just I get the impression. I mean, Steve Kerr was asked about it a couple of weeks ago and said, well, we've got enough days to get him through the regular season, and that's kind of that. So we're good. And, and he, he was almost a little firm with it, like, don't ask me again about you know finding a spot because I think Coach Kerr, you know, he doesn't like getting down that road of speculation as far as who you're going to cut. I, I think right. anytime there's like a cloud hanging over, somebody might have to get waived or released or cut from the team. He doesn't want to go there, and we in the media and the fans are doing it <laughs> a little bit. But where the Warriors are in a good position is they don't have to decide on this thing until right before the playoffs. Right. They don't. They can see who comes back, who doesn't, who maybe re-aggravates an injury, who doesn't, and then figure out how to proceed that last week of the regular season leading up to the playoffs on that Saturday or Sunday. Yeah, no, that is a that is a good point, JD. And on the text line here from the seven oh seven, hey guys, I've heard a couple different things about these two way contract players. Maybe you can give me a final definition on it. Uh, will Quinn Cook be able to join the playoff roster? Uh, two-way players are not eligible for the postseason. Uh, but that's easily rectified by simply signing Quinn Cook to, to an NBA contract. But if the Warriors sign Quinn Cook to an NBA contract, that'll put their roster at 16, which means they're going to have to waive somebody. So that's the way it's going to work, or it would work, uh, with with Quinn Cook, but the five one zero says maybe Quinn Cook is the long term backup solution. And I don't think that's far fetched. I really don't think that's far fetched. I mean, right now your backup point guard is Sean Livingston. We love Sean Livingston, but he's getting up there. He's getting up there, and he's got one more year on his contract after this year, and then it may be time for Sean Livingston to move on. And though. Maybe he'll play longer than that, but the bottom line is you always have to start thinking about the future, and maybe Quinn Cook is somebody who could back up Steph Curry, at least for the short term. Is he a starter in the NBA? I can't say that he isn't right now, but I'm not going to say that he's also the next coming of Isaiah Thomas. I mean, we we, got to wait to see what he is, but... I sure like what I've seen the last two games, and I like the way he plays. I like the way he uh, he seems to have a maturity about him, and I like it. And the other thing is, I, I could really you could really tell if you watched Quinn Cook play in the games before the past two nights. Okay, his shot he was zero for ten from three point range before last night. But you know what? They were all right there. They were all right there. And 
even Steve Kerr said he wasn't worried that at some point he was going to start start making shots. And sure enough, Quinn Cook made shots yesterday and tonight. I think a lot of it, not a lot of it, but I think some of it has to do with the fact that when you're without Steph Curry or without Clay Thompson, you're without Kevin Durant, it's easier for the role players to step up. 888-957-9570. Going to be your last chance to jump into the phone lines and talk about this one. You can always hit me up on the PenskeAutoSales.com text line, 95795. You're listening to Warriors Wrap-Up, presented by Arlo Smart Home Security. Draymond leads Cook down the right side, catch and shoot. This one's a three, and that's good for Quinn Cook. 86-74 Warriors. Quinn Cook bouncing up and down. My teammates giving me all the confidence in the world, whether it's Doc talking to me on the bus, it's D. West. You know, Andre talking to me before every practice. Steph, you know, Kevin, all every guy in the locker room, you know, has helped me, you know, every day. And uh, I've been a fan of this team, you know, for, for years now. And to actually be here and be a sponge around these, these vets and, and these coaches has, has been the best part for me. You're listening to Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. That was Warriors guard Quinn Cook after scoring 28 points tonight in the Warriors' 124-109 win over the Phoenix Suns down in Phoenix tonight. And let's get to our coach's interview, brought to you by Walnut Creek Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram, where savings is simple, online at walnutcreekjeep.com. That was great. Second half, we really buckled down and... uh... A lot of the veteran guys were keeping us going uh, in the second half, just talking to the younger guys. And uh, it's a really good half of basketball. Uh, a lot of great individual contributions, but I like how they competed together, too. You talked about uh, you know, being an NBA player, but at this point he's not fully on a roster. Is this a guy forcing his way into the NBA right now? Oh, well, he's already been in the NBA. You know, he played for New Orleans last year, I think it was. Um, he's proven that he can uh, compete at this level. And the last couple games, you're seeing what he can do. I mean, he's a great shooter. And uh, so we've known that. You know, we've watched him in the G League score 40 points. And um, he's a good fit with us, too. He's, um, it's not just his ability. It's his uh, maturity. And he's very professional. Um, does whatever's asked. The guys love him. Um, you know, he, they want to go to war with him. So he's, you know, he's a, he's a guy. He's an NBA guy. So we're lucky to have him. What did you see in particular from, from Draymond in the third quarter, just to, in, as far as kind of imposing his will on the game, the leadership, the way he was yeah. getting everybody in place? I think um, this opportunity for him with so many guys out, um, it's kind of fun for him because he's taking on, he's playing the three quite a bit and handling the ball more than ever. I know he handles it quite a bit anyway, but um, without you know our other three All-Stars, um, he's taking on a different look and uh, playing a different position running different plays from those positions, which is, you know, Draymond likes to be challenged intellectually in this game, you know. And I think this stretch right now, he's energized because he's he's doing something different and he's uh, taking on a, a slightly different role. It's good for him. It's good for us. Steve Kerr talking after the Golden State Warriors. 15-point win, 124-109 over the Phoenix Suns. The Warriors now 53-17. and 17. Their next game is Monday in San Antonio. 
John Dickinson is joining us from Phoenix. And, J.D., the one player I wanted to get into before the show closed tonight was Kevon Looney. He had a career-high 13 points, career-high six-block shots. And, you know, he's he's turning into a, a solid player. Now, I'm not going to say that he's turned into a solid sixth man or or a great contributor off the bench, but right now... When you look at a ninth or tenth man, he's been he's been pretty solid. Well, and, and he's he's somebody, Matt, that you can plug in if you know you're going to keep four or five different big men, and he can play both positions. You know, they like to play him at the five, obviously, but he could play some four as well. And he just does all of the things the Warriors like. I mean, he, he's able to to switch out on defense. He's a pretty good rebounder if he gets comfortable knocking down shots, which he talked about after the game. Uh, I think he really, you know, we're starting to see the guy that the Warriors thought they were getting when they drafted him now that he's passed all the injury issues. Yeah, no doubt about it. And I guess the the thing to keep an eye on long-term with Looney is the Warriors didn't pick up his option for next season, which means he's an unrestricted free agent at the end of the year. And w- when they didn't pick up his option, I don't really think anybody thought twice about it, but... As the season's gone along, uh, he's certainly another player who's an obvious NBA player. And now, it's like all it's going to take is one team to 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 be attracted to Looney, and it's going to be tough for Golden State to keep him. Yeah, it really is, and, and I think that's one that you know I go back to training camp and even before that summer league, Matt, and I didn't see how he was even going to fit on the roster. Right, look like a guy that you know, wasn't maybe really fully in shape, even going back to the summer league. I mean, he looked he looked behind Jordan Bell at that point in time. You know, Damian Jones was a guy that was kind of flashing at that point in time, and, and you thought maybe had more upside. You, you thought it was almost a lost pick. Well, not only was it not a lost pick, but he looks like a guy that, that might be the type of player that the Warriors would like to have around for, a few more years. Right. So, yeah, that it's tricky. It really is, Matt. It's tricky how they're going to have to divvy up who gets paid and who doesn't. I think they're going to have to make some tough choices on guys that maybe they don't keep, and McCaw and Looney are right at the top of that list. Yeah, I think one of the reasons Looney has had trouble staying in shape is because he's been hurt, but he finally had a stretch of health, I guess, over the summer, and that's where he came in uh, – Boy, he was he he came in in great shape this year, and by and large, he he stayed healthy. So, uh, you know, I also think the other thing about Looney that I would I would love if I were a coach is, you know, he doesn't make a lot of mistakes, and that's the kind of player you want on the floor in the postseason, especially when you don't have to worry about stuff like scoring because well, he doesn't need to. And he's a guy that you trust. I yeah, mean, really, exactly. I think that, yeah. th- that's what it comes down to. And, and look, the Warriors, even the Warriors' best players are high-risk players at times. I mean, Stephen Curry has turnovers that just they, they make you wonder what the hell he, what the heck is he doing on the floor. Draymond Green will do the same thing. Clay will take some shots that you know you're like, what is he doing? Draymond Green is a, is an excellent passer and he's a, and he's an intelligent player, but he'll do things on the basketball court where you go, what the heck was that? Right. So I think it's important for role players, Matt, to not be as high risk. And that's the one thing that McCaw and Looney both do, but in particular Looney, they, they are productive. It's like David West. You know, David West, you know what he's going to do. He's going to knock down shots. 
He's going to you know, make the right pass. He's going to defend a little bit, and he's not going to do anything that absolutely kills you. Yeah, hey, the, the one player I did want to ask you about was, the, was, was Josh Jackson. Uh, I, <laughs> I've seen a little of him this year. He hasn't stood out to me in, in the, the games that I've watched him, but he sure stood out to me tonight. I think you got to be careful sometimes in a game like this to get overly enamored, maybe with a guy like Josh Jackson or even with a guy like Quinn Cook. But it sure looks like Josh Jackson's a pretty good offensive player. Yeah, no doubt. And this is one of his best games of the season for the Suns. And, and I think, you know, you start to look around the league at the bottom of the West and you start to look at, well, who's got talent? You know, who's got, who's got pieces? Right. You know, and, and we watched Sacramento last night. And you think, well, they don't, they don't have a lot of pieces. You know, maybe Fox, Bogdanovich, you know, and there isn't a whole heck of a lot there beyond that. But you look at this Phoenix team, but Devin Booker didn't play. And then you look at a guy like Jackson. If Jackson starts to flash, you know, some athleticism and some big-time offensive scoring punch, then you almost start to look at Phoenix as a team that, yeah, they're they're having an awful season and they're kind of a mess as a franchise right now. But if they have two talented pieces like those two guys, maybe they're still farther along than some of those other teams at the at the bottom of the conference, and, and they're right there in the mix to get the number one pick as well. So right. maybe with the proper leadership and GM and coaching and development, they might be a team that's actually positioned to, to turn it around a little more quickly than other teams. Yeah, I think you might be right there. Hey, J.D., thank you for joining us tonight, and enjoy the rest of your time down in the Valley of the Sun. Have fun at spring training, my man. All right, you got it. Have a great weekend, Matt. All right, that's John Dickinson, who was at the Phoenix Warriors game tonight, giving us his report. And the Warriors, they beat the Phoenix Suns tonight, 124-109. to They are now 53-17. and Unfortunately, no closer to the Houston Rockets. They seem to be entrenched in the number two spot right now. Next ball game. Monday against the San Antonio Spurs, and we'll have Warriors warm-up and wrap-up for you then. You've been listening to the Warriors Wrap-Up, presented by Arlo Smart Home Security. Thanks for listening, everybody. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.